Welcome to the podcast with purpose. All right. Welcome back to the podcast with purpose. I am your host, Nate Link. And today we have two special guests with us. One you may already know, and one is brand new to the company. I am pleased to welcome our first guest, Carl Edwards. Carl is the newly appointed Regional Facilities Manager, FMS New York. Correct. Say that five times fast. Definitely. And our familiar face is Bill Friedel, Director of Environmental Services. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Thanks. Yep. All right. I've been looking forward to this moment for a while. I have I'm too. with the coolest guy at Human Technologies Corporation, Nathan Link. Well, yes, you did make me seem kind of cool. I appreciate that. I'm going to use that as my ringtone on my phone now. <laughs> Carl, a warm welcome to you. Let us get to know you a little bit. Uh, tell us kind of where you were before Human Technologies, and let's get into a little more detail about what you'll be doing here in this newly appointed position. I appreciate the opportunity for wanting to be here uh, to speak to everybody, let them know who I am and what I'm about to do for the company. Uh, my background, I'm local. I'm from Clinton, New York, so I was born and raised and bred in this area. Uh, and then I decided to go Army, so I went into the military, retired out of the Army, uh, and went right straight into project management uh, for – Pretty most of the rest of my life, I've been doing project management for um, some of the larger firms here in Syracuse, uh, Buffalo, Rochester. In the way the project management works in the real world versus the military is, is quite different. So uh, I've taken different educational background to, to get some training and uh, more education in project management. So for me, being a fit for this uh, this job was kind of easy fit in i've been there done that type thing but it's just uh human technology is a little different structure than what i'm accustomed to and phil it's it, it, i'm breaking in good phil's keeping me uh busy keeping me busy <laughs> uh daily um but pretty much like i said from the get-go it's all been project management and maintenance is one of the big ones i worked uh nuclear facilities for 14 years which is um Zero tolerance type feeling you get when you work there. You got to be perfect. It seems like at everything. So, and that's what I've been doing for quite a few years now. All right, thank you. So it seems like it's kind of in your DNA. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, we're we're glad to have someone with with your background and your experience. And again, I think that's one of the things that keeps human technologies out <clears throat> in front of our competitors is we hire the industry expert. Um, you know, and, and it seems it's it's evident here with, with Carl's appointment that we continue to do that, which is great. So we're talking about this term FMS or facilities management services. I'm going to turn this over to Bill and give us an overview of precisely what is facilities management services? What does that mean? So we, we started off as uh, <clears throat> just uh, doing uh, one Navy Reserve Center in Schenectady, New York, and starting in 2008. So the idea was is that you have a, a conglomeration of about 75 different uh, subcontractors doing work for the Navy at one particular location. So everything needed to be done by a contractor. So they decided to come up with this program uh, of building operation services uh, for uh, their reserve centers. So they tried out Schenectady as the first one, uh, and uh, the uh, they liked it, so they gave us 
11 more reserve centers in uh, within the next year. Um, we call that, instead of boss contracting, we call that facility management services, which merely means that we are doing uh, basically soup to nuts. We do grounds, janitorial, snow removal. Uh, we do waste management, uh, bringing the trash in and out of the facility. Uh, we do uh, uh, recycling. <clears throat> so if it needs to be done at the facility, if there's a hole in the ground, we fill the hole. If there's a, a hole in the parking lot, we fill that hole. If the gates need to be repaired, we fill that. The, uh, if we need to do fences, anything that needs to be done at the facility, they contact us and we take care of that. So that's in a nutshell. Facility management services is the management of any service that's performed at a facility. Mm-hmm. And that's, so that, I mean, that's a, that's a quite the, the list of things. And so I know some of these things we have our folks doing the, the work and then some of the larger things, obviously we, we don't put up fences for a living. We would subcontract that out. Correct. Right. So, so we started uh, this business as doing only partial uh, whatever was tasked. So we did HVAC maintenance uh, and repairs. We did uh, ground janitorial snow removal, the same stuff, uh, but it, it morphed it, into doing everything at these facilities instead of just those particular things that were dedicated in the contract. Um, and that's how we got into uh, total facilities management rather than just partial. Um, we had a lot of subcontractors initially. Uh, as I said, we when we started in 2008, we had two employees uh, that were part-time. Uh, we had a lot of subcontractors. So really the benefit to people with disabilities, this being a set-aside contract for those under the Source America Ability One program, was that the uh, we only had two part-timers over this uh, dollar value of $1,078,000. So slowly but surely, we started taking over wherever we were allowed to, we would take over the responsibility of a subcontractor. Subcontractors can be either a godsend or they can be a, a nightmare. In in many cases, uh, it was a nightmare because I can't control their schedule. I can't control their quality and performance. I can by getting rid of them. Uh, so we started training or hiring people to do all of those responsibilities that we had subcontractors for. And eventually we ended up, with, I think we have maybe four subcontractors now out of 80. Uh, and now we have 43 human technologies employees instead of two part-timers. Yeah. And that's, so again, creating jobs, training. Absolutely. So I, I know I'm off script here, but no, the, no, uh, that's I'm kind of speeding ahead. <clears throat> you're on script and you are 100 percent good. Good. Uh, so I know you, you listed some of these jobs <clears throat> that we have, but what what are some of the jobs in facilities management services? What does that umbrella look like from starting with Bill Friedel, director of facilities management services, all the way down to a day one? custodian new hire what, what what are the different range of jobs there so so the director of facility management services overall uh, of this program so we, uh, like i said we started off at a million seventy eight thousand we now are at uh, five million one hundred and seventy five thousand uh, dollars 
Um, so that's a huge shift in the uh, in the years, uh, 15 years since I started on this process, or 14 years since I started on the process. The uh, <clears throat> uh, we went from uh, two part-time employees to 43. The uh, I I'm just I'm the head of that portion of the business. Mm-hmm. And so all of the people that work within the facility management services and all those folks that do support uh, really uh, push this wagon up the hill. Um, so then you have the regional facility support guys uh, or regional facilities managers. Uh, their job is to take care a portion of that, which is usually one third. Uh, we got uh, Mike Schwarm on the West. Mm-hmm. Uh in Pennsylvania, and we have uh, Todd London on the east in uh, Pennsylvania and Delaware, mm-hmm. and we have uh, our newly uh, appointed uh, regional facilities manager, Carl Edwards, uh, for New York State, uh, which is four reserve centers in Buffalo, Rochester, Schenectady, and, and uh, Syracuse. Syracuse. The uh, Working for them are the project supervisors and maintenance technicians. So a project supervisor is the person who's responsible for everything that happens within that facility. Uh, for uh, if I if I go to that facility or car goes to that facility or uh, anybody else, including the maintenance technician, go to that facility, uh, they're responsible to that supervisor to be the face of human technologies and make sure that everything goes the way that it's planned and in accordance with the specifications. So they have a big responsibility and they report directly to the regional facilities manager. The um, maintenance technician, uh, again, is the guy who's doing all of these repairs. Anything that's beyond his capability or training, uh, we hire out uh, to do uh, onesie, twosie, whatever needs to be done to uh, meet the contract obligations. But for the most part, those uh, maintenance technicians are responsible for the maintenance and repairs of all the HVAC equipment and then anything else that breaks down a facility. If I hire a subcontractor to do work, uh, on our behalf, uh, they're responsible to uh, oversee what that contractor is doing. And then we have uh, custodians and grounds workers, and uh, that name is appropriate because that's what they yep. do. They uh, clean our facilities, and I can say that we honestly do the best job of any company I've seen. We've taken over in the last year and a half, we've taken over four facilities that belong to somebody else, another company, and within within a month, uh, the customer knows that we mean business. Uh, uh, we have a great and a robust quality program that uh, puts us head and shoulders above the rest in that we send four people out uh, in a year uh, in different responsibilities to make sure that our quality level is met uh, and the people who are overseeing quality, which is the director of the regional facilities manager, the uh, vice president of operations, uh, and the supervisor all are measuring our quality the same way and they're doing a good job of it. So um, that's pretty much in a nutshell the responsibilities of each of the people that uh, work under the uh, Human Technologies uh, Facility Management Program. Uh, we do have a great support staff. So Christina Hoover and Alicia Rocco uh, support us uh, uh uh, we couldn't do it without them. And then we have, obviously, the finance office and uh, payroll and uh, those support uh, HR uh, doing our hiring and um, whatever's necessary uh, in the HR role. That's, <clears throat> so I've, 
I've had a chance to visit uh, in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe it was called a NASC at that point, but it's basically a Naval Reserve Center where um, people are coming in for training on a regular basis, correct? That's correct. And <clears throat> there's a Marine Training Center right next door, attached to it, Mar 4 Res, right. correct? So these are, I guess the point I'm trying to get at with this is these are military buildings. They have to be clean. They have to be orderly. They have to shine. I walked in to both of these buildings, and as soon as you walk in, literally the floor is just shining. Everything is in perfect shape. And I think in Buffalo, is there four guys on that right now? There are currently four guys. Four guys, yeah, doing all of that. So when I was there, everything was 100% spotless. Not only were we subcontracting to lift boats out of the water and dock them, dry dock them for the for the winter, we were out there doing the lawn, taking care of all that. There was somebody taking out an actual utility pole and hooking it up to a crane to get this project going. And these four guys were everywhere at once, but no one was rushing through everything. Every, everybody knew exactly what they were doing, and it just was like clockwork to see it. And to your point, it's it's the dedication. It's um, we we take this serious. We we take this serious, and the quality, everything. It's evident that it's there. And I guess what I'm trying to get back to is these military bases. They have to be perfect this way, and they're not just going to have anyone come in and do it. And we came in, we had that opportunity in Schenectady with the one, and now we just keep getting more and more and more. So I think that's a true testament to what we're doing as an organization and all the hard work everybody's putting in here. Absolutely. So it's, <clears throat> it's you, a, you pick one evolution that uh, it, that's a recent pickup for us as yep. well, which is uh, lifting uh, boats in and out of the water. So these are large patrol crafts that uh, uh, in the event of uh, we have uh, uh, a border between Canada and us, we train those guys in those boat divisions to, uh, we don't do the training, but the, the Navy Reserve Center, as you said, yep. uh, does the training on weekends for these guys to come in and man these boats and go out and interdict uh, boats that may uh, want to do harm to our country or to a uh, standing vessel out in the, in the middle of the water. So they patrol those boats to make sure that those are safe. So they got, in order to do training, got to put in the water, but it freezes up there. So you got to take them out of the water. Uh, and then a crane evolution is a very uh, complicated, uh, very dangerous evolution. You're lifting uh, in excess of 200,000 pounds in and out of the water with a big uh, crane on the shore. So we hired the contractor. Uh, we made sure that he does all of his administrative burden and make sure that he's prepared to lift this thing out of the water. We do safety briefs before we start. We do brief debriefs when we're done. Uh, and like I, like you said, it's an orchestrated uh, evolution. Uh, there's no room for error. So we go from the very uncomplicated to the very complicated yeah. in a in a matter of a moment. Uh, and again, they it's only because they trust us. Because historically, through the last 14 or 15 years, uh, we have uh, proven that we can do uh, anything that they ask us to do. So you mentioned, Bill, the, the first contract was in Schenectady, New York. But then when we were going through, um, we were going through the team, you mentioned West, Pennsylvania, Delaware. How far are we spread out with these and how many contracts 
So currently, we are we have three contracts. One yep. with uh, NAFAC uh, Maine, which is out of Kittery, Maine, uh, that takes care of the four reserve centers in New York, which are Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, and Schenectady. Mm-hmm. The uh, we have uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, on the west, uh, Evansburg, Pennsylvania, and North for sales. The uh, which is just outside of Pittsburgh. Then on the east, we have uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Uh, we have uh, Wilmington, Delaware, and uh, Avoca, Pennsylvania, which is Wilkes-Barre, Scranton area. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the locations. But we also just, uh, as I mentioned, we picked up four uh, new contracts, which is the Army Reserve Center in Coriopolis, Pennsylvania. And this is all within the last year, year and a half. Uh, in uh, the U.S. Forest Service uh, has a uh, Allegheny supervisor's office in uh which is very large for a supervisor's office i'd like to have an office that big. <laughs> the uh they uh we picked that up uh in uh in western pennsylvania and uh the u.s federal courthouse in erie so these are all contracts that we took over from other uh other sub or other contractors that were failing in their business mm-hmm. or didn't want to do it any longer and uh, we took those over so uh, the last one we took over was Defense Logistics Agency down in Scotia, uh, New York, uh, which is just outside of Schenectady. And uh, that uh, it's a small contract. It's a foot in the door. Mm-hmm. So we're expanding our business uh, as it makes sense to do. Um, we're looking forward to this. And we got some opportunities on the horizon uh, that uh, – that uh, have not come to fruition yet, but they're in the building stages. Um, that could be uh, that could be twice as big as what we have here. Yeah, currently. I think it's um, it's worth noting too. Um, Human Technologies has uh, other contracts in our three PL services and our uniform management services with the U.S. Forest Service. So they've been a, a customer of ours for ten plus years. We do their full uniform. So we kind of had that proven track record with them already. And it's nice to see this side of the business feed off that as well. Right. Uh, Defense logistic agency um, are, are again, our three PL services. We've been working with them for, for 10 plus years as well. So it's good to see all of this come together and us being a trusted name within these large organizations. They're comfortable giving other pieces of work to us that aren't, aren't just, uh, related to those contracts. Sure. So it's good to see that. <clears throat> Am I correct in saying there's, there is room for advancement and we believe in, in training. And I know we talked about when we, with our first contract, we had X amount of subcontractors and then, Hey, let's just, let's teach our folks to do these things. We have complete control of it. Now the quality and everything is there room for advancement and room for training. So if someone comes in and, I'm starting. I am a custodian. I have goals for myself. I'm going to work as hard as I can, and then I, I want more responsibility. I want to grow with human technologies. Is that opportunity available within these facilities management contracts? Uh, absolutely. So, so one of the issues that we have is is that we are spread out over this huge uh, area uh, that uh, that we're growing, and we have uh, different pieces in those areas that are remote. The uh, that always brings up opportunity in that uh, we have, uh, if we have somebody who's performing well in one particular area at a uh, at a rate, let's say that you are a uh, custodian uh, and you have the wherewithal to be a supervisor, uh, if you've shown good promise that you're going to uh, that you've done well in 
in what we ask you to do currently, uh, and you've taken some classes to uh, learn how to operate a computer, how to do uh, any particular task that a supervisor would have to do uh, that gives you that leg up, you can apply to any of those positions uh, as you uh, as you see fit. Uh, even if you're not qualified, you can apply for the position. Mm-hmm. HR posts all of those positions uh, before we actually uh, hire someone to do that job. The uh, We've had employees go from uh, custodian to uh, supervisor to maintenance technician. So that's a huge jump from uh, from going from a, a custodian to a supervisor to a maintenance technician. Maintenance technician requires a lot of knowledge uh, in that uh, you're going to be fixing uh, HVAC equipment. So you have to be qualified as an HVAC technician before you can be hired to do that work. So if you work your way from uh, custodian and you take classes uh, that relate to uh, to getting your certification as an HVAC technician, uh, there's many ways to do that. In New York, we have BOCES. In other places, we have technical colleges that do that work. Uh, we're willing to pay for a portion of that as well as uh, uh, giving you time to do testing and things of that nature. You're going to have to do some investment, not only monetarily, but you'll have to do that investment in time, like mm-hmm. evening classes. Uh, but the end result could be you're going to go from uh, from you're going to advance yourself both professionally and uh, and monetarily. Yeah, and these are skills that are are making you more marketable. Absolutely, and, and obviously, then then the, the sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're a good maintenance technician, so you went from supervisor custodian to supervisor to maintenance technician to uh, regional facilities manager to to director. I mean, that, that's that's not without uh, without merit. Yeah. Yeah, and human technologies uh, background, you know, we're we're celebrating seventy years uh, next year, so it's not like we we just started, you know, fifteen years ago with with a few contracts. Um, you'll see people walking through these halls and spread out from here again to Pennsylvania that have, you know, five, ten, fifteen, twenty years easily, and it's because this company will continually reinvest in its employees and its workforce. And it's, it's obviously it's a, it's a two way street, right? So you're, you're putting in the work, but we recognize the talent. We recognize the hard work and we're always willing to promote that and, and put that person in the position that they need and want and, and hope to be in. So it's a beautiful thing to see. The only thing I can add to any of this is the background, my background being Mm -hmm. in nuclear industry. Yeah. The standards there are set so high by MPO and NRC, and coming here to human technologies, going into uh, the military bases that we are, I kind of see the same standards human technology puts out is the same thing I was going through in the nuclear world, mm-hmm. and the expectation from the military is the same. So it's kind of it's a good it's good to see that that you know I fell right into it, and human technology is. Their standards are almost the same as the NRCs or impose or a nuclear plant. So if you've ever been to a nuclear plant, you would understand what I'm talking about. So it's a good feeling. So, and it brings up a great point in that, um, that all of these contracts in FMS currently are under, uh, under the Ability One program, yep. uh, and we support the federal government. We're, we're talking about our war fighters, our guys that, uh, you know, these guys have to go uh, support and defend the, the Constitution of the United States against all of enemies, foreign and domestic. I remember those words. <laughs> the uh, But the uh, 
for us to do, uh, we're doing our part by making sure that they have a comfortable, decent place to, uh, to do their training. Yeah. So you said that bill again, full circle for you, for you, you're retired Navy. Absolutely. Right. And now you're, you're working closely with them again on these, on these kinds. So you, you're the majority of your life was the standards these operating procedures. One of the things that attracted me to this position was that, uh, that it was, uh, uh, again, you, you spend 20 years in the service, uh, wearing the same uniform again, the same haircut. And, uh, and then you leave. It's, uh, it's a strange, uh, uh, changeover for uh, what you were used to. And then when this opportunity came up to take care of Navy and Marine Corps reserve centers right up my alley, uh, um, I miss those times. So I get along well. I understand that I, uh, the, uh, the metrics of, of what the military does. Yeah, so. the, the, cult, the overall culture. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that concludes episode 15 of the podcast with purpose. I would like to thank Bill and Carol for joining us today. I hope our listeners got a nice overview on our facilities management services. And as an added bonus, I will put a link in the show notes to uh, the video that uh, gives us a nice overview of that uh, boat evolution in Buffalo we were talking about earlier. Thanks for joining in, and we'll see you next time.